Here are five things about yours truly, Luke Kerr. Number five. I love top five countdown podcasts. Over the years, I've had several different podcasts, and on all of them, I somehow incorporate a top five episode. So, in this podcast, which will mostly be reviews, I figured I'll sneak a top five in as an about the host. So, coming in at number five for me is top five countdown podcasts and any type of list that you can imagine. My co-hosts over the years have rolled their eyes at my top fives. Some of them love top five episodes, some of them not so much, but I love them. I don't know how many we'll have on the first five chapters as time progresses, but I'm sure I'll be able to incorporate some. Coming in at number four is I am the father of two fur babies. One is Yonto. The other is Poppy. Yonto is my grumpy old man. He and I have been together since I adopted him in 2008. He's a poodle mix. For many years, he was a very active, wonderful dog. He loved to be in your lap. He loved to go on walks. He still loves both being in your lap and going on walks, but now he's old. When I adopted him, the Humane Society told me he was somewhere between one and three. I've had him since 2008. Do the math. That puts him somewhere between 15 and 18. So now he's a lot slower, a lot stiffer. I'm pretty sure he's nearly deaf because half the time when I call him, he doesn't hear me. So either he's deaf or he's ignoring me. I prefer to think he's deaf and his eyesight isn't as good as it used to be either. Poppy is a soft-coated Wheaton who I also adopted through a wonderful rescue here in Phoenix, um, a a soft-coated Wheaton rescue. I was originally introduced to the Wheaton breed by a friend and they are a wonderful breed. And so in January of 2020, before the pandemic, I had filled out an application to adopt a Wheaton. And the woman in charge of the rescue prioritized finding the right fit of home for the dog and the dog that would match the home circumstances. And so it took about till June of 2020 before Poppy came along. She is a wonderful dog. She's now probably in her teens. I think she's four or five now. But she's been through some trauma and you can tell that. She was a backyard breeder. The way she goes through doors makes me think that she might have been kicked by people. When I first got her, especially the first 9 to 12 months, she um, was very fearful of sudden movements. Every time you move suddenly, she would squat and piddle on the floor. And for a very long time, any new man that came into the house, whether it was myself, a neighbor who might visit once in a while, some friends who might come over on the rare occasions during the pandemic, If she saw them and they made a sudden movement, she'd once again squat. Fortunately, a lot of that has faded with time now that she's been with me a little over two years, but she is a wonderful teen dog, though sometimes her... Her intensity can be a little bit much. She's got a lot of energy. I'm pretty sure she's responsible for a couple of chiropractor appointments, considering she likes to yank on my on the leash when we go for walks because she gets so excited she starts spinning. I have Instagram profiles for both of them. So if you're interested in following Yonto and Poppy's adventure, find my profile on Instagram. They are linked to it as well. Number three. I'm a podcaster. If you're listening to this podcast, um, some of you may be new to my podcast. Some of you may be longtime listeners to one of my other podcasts. In 2006, I uh, founded Daytime Confidential Podcast. It was the first podcast to cover all of daytime. It was the first podcast to be featured in 
iTunes store. We ended up oftentimes in the top 50, top 100 podcasts for television at the time. Over the years, I've had several different podcasts, two of which still remain today, which are Daytime Confidential, which is the long-running one, and Geek Confidential. Daytime Confidential celebrated its thousandth episode in 2021. Over the years of recording it, there have been many wonderful moments. There's been some big surprises. There have been things like being used as a clue on Jeopardy. There was the time where something said on the podcast, which was uh, the term bitchy bangs was incorporated into the script on One Life to Live, the former soap opera. And so there have been some wonderful moments. There's also been some wonderful interviews along the way. I've had the opportunity to interview everyone from actors like Victoria Ryle and Joseph Mascolo to head writers of television shows. And of course, there was the Jackie Collins interviews, which are very memorable for me, but I'll get to that later on in the ranking. So let's, I'll use that as a little tease. Uh, Geek Confidential is my other podcast. It has been going for about 150 episodes, and it's just a place where I get to discuss geek television and movies, and I love it. And I have a wonderful team of co-hosts on both podcasts, and I'm sure that some of those people will pop on to the first five chapters as we go along. One of the early episodes was a longtime Daytime Confidential contributor, Reagan. She will be on episode four, I think it is. So if you're a longtime Daytime Confidential listener, um, I hope you'll enjoy having an appearance by her. Coming in at number two is a little bit about me as a writer and a reader. As a child, I wasn't allowed to read fiction. I grew up in a very conservative household. I was homeschooled from fourth through tenth before going away to an equally conservative boarding academy, where I spent two of my junior and senior years in academy. And the reason why I wanted to go there is because I knew that after being homeschooled, I wanted to go to college. And if I wanted to go to college, I wanted to make sure that I had some classroom format experience before I dove into college. And so I went to a boarding school in Canada for two years. And like I said, it was equally conservative. So when I graduated in 1998, I hadn't read a lot of what many people would consider the classics in high school as part of like literature classes or English classes. And I had missed a huge swath of pop culture from the 80s and most of the 90s. And so when I got to college, one of the things that I discovered in the early 2000s was the young adult section, which was just beginning to sort of emerge and establish, at least from what I understand, as its own category within the Barnes & Noble bookstore. And so I would go in there and I would start looking for different types of books that appealed to me. And some of those early ones were books like the Moral Instrument series, Vampire Academy. There was a lot of urban fantasy back then that I really enjoyed. And then as the 2000s progressed, a lot of those books like Gossip Girl and The Vampire Diaries were adapted for television and became TV series that I equally enjoyed. Around 2008, I had been watching a lot of Lord of the Rings. I love that trilogy. For many years, it was an annual tradition where I would watch the extended cuts as part of my Christmas routine. I would do it sometime leading up to Christmas or on the week between Christmas and New Year's. I would watch all nine some hours or 12 some hours, how many ever it came out to be. And I always loved the fantasy elements of Lord of the Rings. I was also very much in love with the underworld franchise. I loved how 
dark and gruesome, but yet also elegant the brutality between the vampires and the werewolves were on the Underworld series. And I loved, 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 loved the original Gossip Girl series. Blair and Serena. Blair was my girl. OG Blair is my favorite. I love her. And so as I was beginning to pursue my own writing, partly inspired by what I had my different passions and my own personal experience, I came up with a concept for a book that intertwined high fantasy with genre horror like vampires and werewolves. And it all sort of came together. If I was going to pitch the book that I finished and I'm currently querying for based on things that I love, not necessarily current books, which is what I need to find for my queries letters, I would pitch it as the high fantasy of Lord of the Rings meets the elegant brutality of Underworld with a healthy dusting of Gossip Girl. Because it's a prep school, which from my own personal high school experience, I dealt with some of that, uh, those types of things. And it combines pretty much everything. That's not the description or the elevator pitch that I can use on a query letter because Lord of the Rings is super old, Underworld is super old, OG Gossip Girl is now super old, and the book series is old. So I have to be looking for things that are more in the um, last five years. And so because of my lack of knowledge about fantasy fantasy tropes, various things like that, I went to who is now my writing partner, Craig Peters, and I would pick his brain. And it sort of got to the point where I had picked his brain enough about my concepts and trying to work through the various elements of my magic systems and my hierarchies and that kind of stuff, where instead of him just being someone who consulted, he became my writing partner. And so since 2008, he and I have been working on our novel. We finished it up this last spring, or this spring, I should say, and we've entered the query trenches and we're querying. So we'll see what happens. And I will give updates as those progress along the way. So that's a little bit about me as a writer. As far as me as a reader, I still love YA. YA fantasy, YA adventure, uh, YA urban fantasy. I'm here for it all. I read regular science fiction and fantasy as well. I look at this podcast as a way for me to broaden my palette and read books that are not normally necessarily YA or not necessarily fantasy or sci-fi. So once a month or so, we're going to have a non-YA book review incorporated into the first five chapters. And I think that it will be a good opportunity for me to stretch my wings and for people who may not normally read some of those other genres to get a taste of those as well. Coming in at number one for me are two quotes from the Jackie Collins interview that I participated in in 2011 for Pop Confidential. I didn't realize how influential that interview would be for me just as me as a creative, me as a writer, or, or me as someone who is pursuing the dream of writing. In the interview, Jackie talked about her own experience of becoming an author. And of course, she's one of the most successful authors out there. And she said, I don't care what anyone says, I'm going to follow my dream and write books. And that's something that stuck with me because for my own writing, I started my book in 2008. It's 2022. That's a very long time. And a lot of stuff has happened over that period. 
There have been some times where I haven't been able to work on the book for a year because life got in the way. There are breaks when you are writing with writing partners. There's also trying to figure out the writing schedules. Craig and I are wonderfully creative together, but our schedules are very, very different. And so finding the time to be able to collaborate with a writing partner is not something that is always the easiest to do. But in the back of my mind, I always came back to, I'm going to follow my dream and write books. And so that's what I did. And it took a really long time. And I don't know where where querying of this novel will take me. But regardless of how that turns out, and hopefully it will be for the best, I look at having completed my novel as the foundation. I've learned a lot about me as a writer. I definitely know that I've improved greatly since I first began. Because as you go back and you edit yourself and you get feedback, you realize that the more reading you've done over those years, as well as just your writing style, because you realize the things that you're doing and you correct them, it makes you a better writer. And so I look at this book as an opportunity for me to be a better writer for my second novel. I've started my first solo novel, I'll put it that way. And I'm looking forward to that adventure to see what I can do on my own. But regardless of the project, whether I'm writing a book with Craig, which hopefully I'll write many more, or if I'm writing one on my own, the other quote that really stuck with me from that interview with Jackie Collins was, my biggest critics are people who never read me. Then they read me and go, oh my God, it's a fabulous story. Not everybody has the same tastes. Not everybody enjoys the same genres. But story and the craft of story and becoming a better storyteller is something that as a writer, I want to be. And so this podcast is just, for me, is just as much about reading other people's work, celebrating what authors do great in hooking readers in the first five chapters, as it is about me becoming a better writer and taking the the conversations that I have with authors and learning and then putting that to use in my own writing so that I can continue to grow as a writer. So that one day, if if I am so fortunate to have books that people love but may criticize without reading, I can basically say what Jackie Collins did, which is, my biggest critics are people who never read me, then they read me and go, oh my god, it's a fabulous story. If I can just write a fabulous story that people love when they read it, it's a success. And if they don't like it, then I'll just fall back on Jackie Collins' other quote, which was, I don't care what anyone says, I'm going to follow my dream and write books. So, there are five things you now know about me as a podcaster, a little bit about me and my pups, and me as a writer. I hope that you've enjoyed this preview, and I can't wait to see where the first five chapters takes us. (laughs) 